we still don't have qualifier number 300 in the uh in the battleship war room i know somebody's been chasing to be number 300 for like the last week yeah viper doing a little bit early i mean you know i always try to do it a little bit earlier on wednesdays but uh oliver's got a baseball game tonight so i had to i had to go a little bit earlier than normal because you gotta go play baseball tonight he plays t-ball so what position well I mean, NT ball, there's not really positions. They just put everybody in the infield. They run to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you can watch the T-ball game. It's, yeah, it's exactly I, right. It's I've more like rugby. I've league in T-ball. I know what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's more like rugby in T-ball than it is anything else. Yeah, that's right. In T-ball, everyone plays every position. So, but, uh, yeah, this is his second year of T-ball, which is actually cool. So, um, just make a little chit-chat before we get started here. Uh, in T-ball, they, they're kind of doing like a hybrid this year between coach pitch and T-ball because it's his second year. So what they do is they'll, they'll pitch the ball three times. And if he hits it, then, you know, cool. But if he doesn't, then they'll set him up with the T. So um, he gets an opportunity to uh, hit coach pitch. And, uh, and then the, they use the T if they have to. So it's, uh, it's really cool. Viper says rugby. Rugby is American football for hard men. Absolutely. That's, and that's what T-ball is like. If, so once the ball is hit, every player rushes the ball, and then they wrestle and fight over who gets to pick up the ball. Okay? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Lord Farquaad says American football is rugby for wimps. <laughs> you know, you're not going to hear a whole lot of disagreement with me. I mean, I love football. Don't get me wrong. All right? But rugby – I mean, they hit everybody as hard as they do in football and don't wear any pads. Like, so, mm, draw your own conclusions. Well, it's, it's, it's a little different than that, but it's, it's still a, it's a tough guy sport. No. Oh, no it football is. Football is a totally no different sport. I know it's a different sport. I'm just saying. Like, and, you, and you will, listen, nobody is, is trying to T-bone you in rugby. But, I mean, you're, you're open, open field tackling these guys. I mean, and, and scrums and... And trying to drag people down. I mean, it, it's a violent sport. It, it it's violent. Okay, so yeah, Farquad says I played rugby for thirty years. My body is broken, dude. Uh, I played rugby for two years in high school. I could not hack it. Look at that hit right there, Stevens Aaron. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. They do that without pads. I think they wear they they wear a mouth guard. They probably wear a cup. That's about it. So I guess some of them. I've seen some people wear the real thin like shin guards underneath your socks. I think they wear. Uh, you know, like the shin protectors built into your socks. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Farquad says no. A lot of them don't wear a cup either. I mean, that's yeah, crazy. You don't wear yeah, no. a cup in football. It's, uh, hey, I, I played hockey, so. <laughs> mm. Lots of violent sports out there. See, there's football. Well, I know that that is like international football. <clears throat> yeah, that's... Just terribly violent sports, man. Did Look someone just put a picture of someone falling to the ground crying? <laughs> in what? In what sport? Oh, look at look soccer. at that rugby hit right there. <laughs> Boom. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. Those those are violent hits. No, no pads at all. That's not a hit. <laughs> but yes. New Zealanders are known for their bigger hits. Oh goodness Oh God. That just makes my teeth jar just looking at it. That's just a clean. That's a clean. We didn't have too much equipment. We played rugby. 
But see, you know what? Here's the thing. Because, and and I'll say this, and again, I love American football. Uh, Every Sunday, Thursday, I mean, I'm all into it. I love it. But I'll tell you this. You know, there's all these rules that are trying to protect players and talking about clean hits and protecting the quarterback and don't lead with your helmet and all this stuff. Dude, in rugby, it's like there's the natural mechanism for a clean hit is kind of built into self-preservation. You don't lead with your head because there's nothing protecting your head. Like that screenshot that Farquaad just posted right there, that is a clean, solid tackle. And that would be a clean, solid tackle in the, uh, in the NFL too. You know, and and I mean, he didn't he didn't go head to head. He didn't go helmet to helmet. I mean, that was just a good wrap up, drive you to the ground tackle. Telling you, man. Don't get me started on these helmet to helmet calls because half of them shouldn't be called. I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree, but I understand the mentality behind it. I totally do. You know, and again, I I do as well. If you didn't, if you didn't have a helmet on. You wouldn't have guys worried about attacking their head because it's self-preservation. Viper says, "Which yeah, is the have richer sport?" Leading with their head, either. Exactly, because I mean, again, self-preservation. All right, which is the richer sport, American or international football? I, I, I don't know. If you're talking about straight up money and like earnings, it, it would have to be American football. International. American. Shinjon, there hasn't been spearing in the NFL in a long time. Well, yeah, but I mean, it still it still exists, right? I mean, people well, people still get away with it. They don't. I mean, it's very rare. Spearing was you you let your helmet right to the midsection. Now it's right. all gone. And you and you aiming, launch yourself off the ground. The, they're aiming for a smaller target, and they miss, and then that, and the other guy dips his head out of because that's a natural. The fetal position is the protection position, and so. The guy's aiming for his chest or his midsection. The guy lowers his head into the fetal position, bracing for it, and they end up right. meeting in the middle. It's it's a it's a really tough thing to mitigate. I mean, now, hey, you get rid of the helmet, you'd probably get rid of a lot of that. But I agree. With all the pads and other stuff. So. I agree. You get rid of the helmet, and I mean, if you get rid of the pads, if you make it more like rugby, I bet, believe it or not, crazy enough, I'm going to say this: you get rid of the pads, I think the sport gets safer. Because people aren't going to do stuff to risk their own health. You know? Absolutely agree. Well, look at backyard football. You don't play with pads and stuff there, and most of the time, a full tackle, you get away without being hurt. I mean, yeah, usually. But I'm telling you, man, it's there's some violent sports. When you're talking about damage done to your body and stuff like that, it's crazy. <clears throat> the Mayan soccer game used to involve clubs and a severed head. <laughs> That was, cro- that was croquet. <laughs> <laughs> JB. That was Hobbit golf. JB says the most violent sports I watch is toy on toy checkers. There you go. All right, uh, two twenty. Think we could. Think we think we're safe to proceed. Oh. Oh, God, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, God, man. Yeah, Mac. that just hurts me to watch that. Uh, oh, God, I got chills. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. No, and that had nothing to do with uh, contact either. No, that was What just... about uh, LT's tackle on uh, Joe oh, Theismann? God. That was yeah, that on, was on that Monday that. night football game. That was, yeah, that ruined Joe Theismann's career. That took him out. That was it. Done. Yep. Yep, that ended it. And then that, it, 
ended Alex, and then what? Twenty years later, same thing happens to poor Alex Smith, and he's done for his career. Well, but then, but but you also get back in. Yeah, he wants to play. You look at that though, okay? And then somebody was talking about profitability or the richer sport. You look at that, and just this week. All right, uh, who was it this week um, that signed a $31 million contract for this year? Who was it? Crap. It's probably still in my phone. $31 million. Well, Dak Prescott. Oh, that was Dak Dak Prescott. It was Dak Prescott. $31 million for a one-year extension. I mean, that's insane. Now, I I get it. $250,000 a week, okay, that's that's still a healthy salary. I'm not saying that it's not. But $31 million for, for... 16, 20 weeks of football, and then maybe another 16, 20 weeks of working out? I mean, it's crazy. And I'm sorry. I don't think Dak Prescott's anywhere worth that kind of money. Well, he's not. See, now that tackle on Drew Brees. With the uh, NFL that's, salaries is like, oh, well, this is what the last guy got. And, it's, hey, you know, it, the, it's the owner's fault. If they're dumb enough to pay it, then, you know, as employees. I have, I have mixed hey. feelings on this because I don't believe they're worth it, but – Hey, well, if I was on that. If I was at his place, and they're going to pay me that, hell yeah! Oh, sure. I'm not how, saying how that he shouldn't take it. How about baseball salaries, Omicron? I'm not saying what he about baseball take it. salaries? Oh, well, all professional sports are massively overpaid. But again, that goes back to owners not willing to stay in the line, and it's like no. And you wonder why ticket prices are out of control. That's why. Uh, <laughs> Snake eyes. <laughs> Sorry, just we're just shooting the shit here. I, I was actually gonna. I was. Uh, you know what? Which said it at, at right at two o'clock. It probably just split the difference and get started at two thirty. Probably be good. But um, so about six seven minutes. But but yeah, it, it's um, I I don't know what the answer is. You know, the league could come in and lower salary caps, but then you know you've got all these players and agents who are still going to look out for number one. So what happens if you lower the salary cap? Okay, then you've got a player who still wants what he thinks he's worth. Okay, all that does is take salary away from the kickers and the linebackers and the you know the yep. offensive and defensive line. I mean, listen, there there are literally I kid you not. There's players in the NFL right now playing starting on the defensive line that might make half a million dollars for the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's players out there that are making as little as that, and I say as little, but I mean, and in, in comparison to Dak's contract, that's insane. Well, yeah, and league minimum in the NHL is six. Do you think those 000. guys come out of the locker room and just like slice a few of their buddies' tires? Like, here's your fucking thirty-one million. I, I mean, I, it, <laughs> it would that ball. It would piss me off. I mean, if my job was to protect you, okay, if I'm a defensive lineman and you're making $30 million, I feel like my job is, is just as important if my job is to protect you. Now, listen, I'm not saying I'm worth $30 million, okay, but, I mean, I'm worth more than, than $50,000 a game. You know what I'm saying? If my, if my job, if my sole responsibility on the field is to protect the $31 million investment, I mean, I feel like my job's, my job's important too. <laughs> My job is sixty take, million to protect that thirty million. Them <laughs> linemen take take just as many injuries as as the our key players, if not more injuries. Gotta have that steel wall, and you know to protect. Right, the site. <laughs> right. You need that. You need that par wall. <clears throat> and you're right, though. I'm not accounting for supply and demand, but I, I 
you think you think that there's more eligible players on the defensive line than there are quarterbacks? Because I don't know that that's – I mean, that's probably a little true, but I don't think it's true to the scale at which we see right now. It, it's true. The, the, yeah, the Bull, we're, we're getting ready to start. We haven't, we haven't started yet. Sorry. Bull, are you not a sports fan? I kind of had you pegged as a sports fan. We've never really talked about it, I know, but I, I would. Oh snap! Why do you have to show me? Dom, that? what uh, the hell? Oh, oh my God! Oh, look at that! Oh God! Thanks a whole lot for that, buddy. Appreciate it. I could just imagine the scream that came out of her mouth. Oh my God, oh, man! Shit. That, I, I've had a knee replacement, and that's just. Oh, oh God. Yeah, to hang That's game I'm, over I'm right with, there. Yeah, she's done. What's up, buddy? Oh, that's it. The time for the podcast. Huh? Yeah, I took it back because it's my mouse. And I use it in my studio. I let you borrow it last week out of my studio. So, yes, I have it back in my studio now. Are you recording? Yes. Yeah, that's the only kind of racing is F1. Because I have three computers. I'll bring it back to you later. Oh, DJ's talking to me. How about how about that dude in the green shirt? Sounds, that he knows what to get her for anniversary day present. She needs a new. No, it's not her. That's uh, uh, Noah came out here because okay. So uh, last week, I you know I finished the show, and they brought. Are you kidding me, JB? Another? Ah, it's terrible. Who? What? What? Where? Yeah, one of my teams getting raided. What? Again, who? Uh, DJ, Beth, uh, just go inside. I'm- yeah, I'm getting in game, back in game now. Yeah, same system. Fusion's Which getting Which one, DJ? Fusion. Sounds like you need to have a video. A fusion was just on. There. Stop oh, the show nice. and defend them. <laughs> and I should. But I already stopped. Pause the, the show for. I, 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 waited, show for- I waited 30 minutes <laughs> to. Protect the other one. We'll be there in a minute. Oh, Razik, you be quiet. <laughs> Razik, go away. Gonna, oh, he bubbled. I was okay. Gonna say, he's prob- Good. Thank goodness. Oh, snap. All right. You guys got to yeah, stop. Yeah, I've seen that before. You guys got to stop. Yeah. I mean, you're making me sick. Oh, my God. Look, that guy. Oh, damn. Nice, Viper. That's a hell of a stash right there. My God. I, I, want, the, I want the tritanium and the dilithium. I want it all. I want it all, every bit. Well, of it. I'm not going to be greedy. I'll share the steel. <laughs> I um, I actually have recovered. Yeah, please. I'm with Brit. I'm with Brit. Uh, we got to stop on these dastardly injuries. Um, I'm with um, I'm with uh, whoever just said that a second ago. I got my steel wall back up, uh, back up to a billion. Which I mean, it took me a long time to get there. I uh, I spent it all when I was doing a, a building blitz, and I was down. I was actually redeeming tokens. And uh, so I was, like, completely empty. But I've been focused on doing some raiding over the last week or so. Actually, I've had a really good week raiding. Really, really good week raiding. I, this, since the last show, I have recaptured probably 250 million trite and over a billion in steel. It's been a great week for raiding. So, yeah, I've, I've been raiding a lot last couple last uh, couple days. I'll tell you why. I'll t- you know what? We're actually going to talk about it in the show. All right, let's get started. It's 228, because uh, that, that actually leads into something I was going to talk about today anyway. There's been a lot more time to do crap in the game, because the game is just slow. 
these last weeks are doing. Just slow. Um, but we're going to draw some comparisons. We'll draw some correlations, and we'll do that in uh, T-minus 60 seconds. T-minus 60 seconds. Uh, Battle Droid says, donate 120,000 G3 raw ore to the col- uh, colonist. I do think that's the end of the chain. Um, however... That's not the worst one, <laughs> Battle Droid. You clearly haven't gotten the one that says to donate, what is it, a million or five million? I don't remember. I think it's five million. How about 1.5 million? Oh, is it 1.5? Okay, I couldn't remember. I knew, okay, so it's not a five million. Yeah, there's a mission to donate one and a half million. Yeah, Omicron, I've got the 45 million trite one. Actually, there's two that are 45. Well, there's, I take that back. There's multiple. No, there's three. I was going to say, because I've got a there's 45, a, a 45, and a 60. And a 60. Yeah. Yep, I've got and I've got all three of them archived right now. <laughs> Those three will never be used. Sorry, they're I just, actually just, did do one. I did one of them for the Romulan I, credits, but you know because I, I did the trite ones because I had three hundred million in trite. Yeah, I, I <laughs> did. I, said, I did get rid them. Of these now I did them for the credits, but I mean it was yep it, credits it, and the uh, one or two tokens. were also. Uh, uh, uncommon m- materials. Yeah, they they gave they they paid out decent, but God, forty five million trade. Yes, uh, it, it hurt to do <laughs> the trade. Yeah, Britt's got it there. All right, uh, let's uh, let's begin, shall we? I'm going to pot you all down, and we'll get started. Uh, it's two thirty p.m. Eastern time, and thirty six minutes mark. Here we go. Two hours later. And thank you so very, very much. Omar says it felt too short this time. It's because we actually came in less than two hours, which is the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. We started, uh, what time did we start? Uh, was it right at uh, 2.30? Uh, oh yeah, your mics are up. Sorry about that. Here, uh, you know what? We'll switch down. We'll switch down into the yeah, after we'll party room. Daddy. We'll switch down into the after party room where you guys can hang out without push to talk. Moving down at uh, after party room. Here we go. And welcome to the after party. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's I know it felt a little bit short, but that's what happens when we actually get out on time. So it's 4.06. We started at 2.30. Uh, when we don't have a lot of things to talk about. Well, you know what, Chick, you're exactly right. You're so right. Daggone, I, you know, there's, you're right. There's not a heck of a lot going on. Not a heck of a lot. That also goes down to pre-planning shows. What do you mean pre-planning shows? Yeah, how do you pre-plan a show when there's no nothing really to talk <laughs> yeah. about? Are you suggesting that I'm content, not prepared? You gotta sh- break it down into multiple shows. Well, yeah, we do that. I mean, like when when Augment started, yeah. we we I mean, well, we took probably three or four episodes to talk about everything, officers and research and the events right. and the points on stuff. I mean, it, 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 here's the problem, though. And and we ran into this during Borg, too. Snake Eyes will remember. At the beginning of a Borg arc, we had a lot to talk about. But, I mean, by the end of the arc, that's why I kind of said to you guys in the announcement that I made Sunday, it was a good day to take off because there's just not much going on right now. No. You know? This so. augment segment is blah. I'm not, oh, I'm not impressed with it at all. Well, again, again, Sunday, remember, (laughs) we said the same thing about Borg Arc 1. About Borg. We said the same thing. Hopefully it changes. I I think it will. Maybe maybe you could do an officer edition again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of room to add content to Augment, I don't think. Is there really? 
What do you mean there's not a lot of room? Oh my god, there's unlimited things you can do. I mean, we already know exactly. we know we know that Khan and Mud are standing off, okay? So now we don't know what that means. We don't know, you know, listen, we still have in the story what happened to the actual uh, augments? Nothing's happened yet, right? Who's in possession of them? Are we technically in possession of them still? The commander, the independent, is it us? I don't remember. I think so. I think we still have possession of the augments. That's going to go somewhere. Okay. I don't know if if the story means that we've woken them up and that's I'm you know. Pretty sure I was going to totally wipe them out. <laughs> you were going to destroy yeah. them. So you know, yeah. well, you know well, what? They got to be put into uh, photon torpedoes and launched. Yeah. Out, there's still know? there's still stuff that we can do with this story. And I mean, gosh, there's unlimited potential to what you could do in the game. Okay. I mean, you could you could do it exactly like Borg and create you know armadas and a new ship and a new hostel. You could do that. You could uh, you could create. Um, you could create some kind of a civil war, choose a path, and, you know, Alliance A is on Khan's side, Alliance B is on Mud's side. You could introduce some really cool PvP, okay? Yeah. I mean, th- there's there's a lot you could do. Well, you, we could really, literally create a civil war here. Yeah. I was disappointed with the way the quests progressed together. Like, why the fuck are you going after Like, I mean, I, I would have... You know what I noticed? I noticed that the content of the missions were were substantially shorter than they were in the Borg arcs. Uh, but I also remember people in the Borg arcs saying, oh, these missions are too long. You know what? We're just never happy. <laughs> we're never happy. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot they could do with it. And that's why I think there's, there's so much potential. I don't think they're going to leave it on the table. I think there's more to come. I think there's a lot. I didn't have do. a problem with the length of the missions. I, you know, I thought those were actually about right you know just enough to get you going and then leave you hanging until the next time you know you open up the next mission whatever it was well I, you know and again i think borg arc one was similar borg arc two is where the missions got really really long and and again i like it i like a good story i the way i look at these missions and the way that they write so, them it's almost like a comic book all right you know there's not a whole lot of content per frame but you know if you've got 30 40 50 frames there's a lot to read you know and i like the problem a good story. is they just don't have full Pow, zap, and ow. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing I noticed about this was you wasn't traveling across the galaxy every time they need you to move somewhere. You guys, like here's you here's a secret a secret special uh, Ultimate DJ's exclusive hint for you, okay? If you leave a ship in dock, you never have to actually recall the ship you're working with, okay? Keep a ship right. in base, and when it says to recall, just move that ship out of base for two seconds, bring it back in base, and it accomplishes the recall. Uh, and, and that ship that was in that system doesn't have to warp back there because most of those missions were in that one region. So you save a lot of time uh, recalling by just leaving a ship in what, dock. What, yeah, I've, I've been doing that, but I'm just saying it's just a point to the people who don't do that or for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, you, they may you, not know, oh, so here you go. Back and forth and back and forth. It seemed ridiculous. Yeah, there you go. Super secret special hint. Just leave a ship in dock and... Don't recall the other ship. Just move one out and recall That's, that ship. Oh, I usually just take a miner, which is right outside my base. It's on a trite node or something. And just there you go. Back home, boom, back in, and it goes. Yeah, there you go. Unload and, and satisfy the mission all at the same time. So Right, exactly. There you go. McRox says, what's a good armada crew? Well, that... That's a really good question. We can spend a few minutes talking about that. Good armada crews are well, are becoming more uh, are, are becoming uh, yeah they're becoming more uh, diversive. Okay, for example, 
I am using Karkin's crew. I'm using the Karkin crew. I'm using five of ten as captain, six of ten on the side, and Kirk in my Enterprise. So, uh, but, you know, and, and Snake Eyes says we could point to all of our old podcasts, but, you know, we've never done an episode that discusses all of the Armada crews. We've talked about a crew here or a crew there, but we've never really talked about all of them. There is a number of Best good crews. Bet is start with survivability and once you have that work for damage which with whatever way you feel is best effective for your ship whether that's an increase of your mitigation or an increase of your damage specific to uh, that class of armada or you know for example with the uh, the 5 6 Kirk combo I'm focusing on survivability, which is actually contra- uh, contraindicative of what I've always said. I've always gone for damage, especially in Borgmatas. I was going for damage dealt. But, um, you know. Well, ma- you have the survivability and the damage builds up over time. Because you're surviving more rounds and you can throw more shots. So survivability does become important. It's not the end all be all. And because of six to ten, increasing your mitigation every round. Every exactly. Time As a matter of fact, we did, uh, we did one on my server the other day and somebody actually took the time to read through all the battle log. It might have even been you, Karkin, uh, because it was a really long battle log. Wasn't it like 41 rounds that we went? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, and he sent me uh, he sent me the screenshots. I, you know what? I, I wonder if I have them, and Karkin, I'll share those real quick if I can find them, because 6 of 10 um, is not a noticeable difference from, you know, say, you know, one round to the next, but... Uh, why is this happening? Hey, somebody help me out. Why can I not copy images, uh, copy the image previews in my new Discord? I must have a setting or something wrong. Anyway, I've got to open the original before it'll let me copy. Okay, here we do. Copy image. I'm bringing this back in. I'll throw this in the graphics room. This is, uh, I, I assume, probably in like a round one or a round two, a very early round that Karkin provided. Uh, and this is of my mitigation of a hit that I took from an armada. Here it comes in the graphics room. This is an early round, okay? And uh, you can see that's against a level 35 rare, so packing a big old punch, okay? Um, well, he and, mitigated a lot. Oh, I mean, he did okay, but that was early. You want to see something massive, okay? Take a look at this screenshot from nearly the end of the armada. Okay. That was your the first crit I was trying to show because I was trying to sh- the last one was a big crit so I wanted that's why it wasn't the very first shot I was like take a look to- at those differences in mitigation wait oh daggone it that's the same screen same screen damn it that <laughs> looks the same to me <sighs> God bless okay hang on why didn't that work okay open original there we go copy image coming back to Discord. And posting. There we go. Okay, hopefully that'll work that time. Yeah, take a look at that difference in mitigation. Okay, now this is like 35 rounds later. That's the cumulative effect of 6 of 10. Okay, look how big. That's pretty decent. It's 100,000. Is that a smaller hit, though, on your part? It's a little bit. Well, the crit is on the first one was... Well, do the, do the, do the, hold on, let's. It's more like it's more like the critical the, the <laughs> mitigation was like sixty uh, percent. Yeah, well, let's let's hear it. Let's and now it's down I, to. I should have made sure that the shot was the same. Well, that's okay. We can, hey, we can do the math. Okay, three hundred and seventy-four thousand. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. The mitigation on the first one was two hundred twenty-one nine ten. Crap. Two hundred. <laughs> almost sixty percent. Two. Sixty-eight. Roughly. Two twenty-one nine ten. 
divided by 374.000. Okay, so the Armada mitigated 59.3% on in the early round. Now, if I go later, he mitigated 111276 out of 321.974. So by the end of the Armada, he was only mitigating 34.6%. Okay, that's a huge difference. Okay, huge difference. I mean, that's a mitigation difference of, uh, what, 25%? That's almost 100% mitigation from the first round to the second round. and uh, Less mitigation. I yeah, yeah, 59 to 34. That's almost 100% cumulative effect. All right, so, you know, and I get the benefit of using 5 of 10 in a non-selfish way. See, originally, 5 of 10 was a little bit of a selfish officer because it boosted your payout from the Armada. Yeah, it boosted your payout from the Armada, but it, it, it you know, in a, in a side card position, it wasn't doing anything for the Armada itself, okay? Now, because I can use her as captain, six of ten on the side, and I am using my Enterprise, so I'm using Kirk there to inspire morale, and that's keeping my shield charged, okay? Uh, you know, so again, that's why we say Armada crews are very subjective, because, um, you know, if you're running an Enterprise, there's a different crew than if you're running an Augur, for example, Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big difference, 59% to 34%. All right? And, and, and of course, five is a great officer to use. Uh, <laughs> Snake Eye says, Epic Neo did that math in a uh, hundredth of the time that I did it with a calculator. Uh, very, very good. Neo, you're a genius. You're a genius. Okay, uh, let's see. It's a Discord setting. Stevens, Aaron, help me out with this. Let me find it. Where, where would I find it? Is it in voice and video? Oh, here, text and images, I bet. Um, everything is on. Preview. I don't see where I can't copy an image. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Can she just drag it across? Oh, wait, you're, you're pulling from your game. Never. Yeah, I'd be pulling from a different room in Discord, so no. Um, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to tinker with that. We'll we'll see if we can get a fix for next time. It's only on the new computer, so it's got to be a Discord client setting. Because yeah, it's on a it's on a new computer. I can still copy from my other computers, but on this one, right so. mouse click on the image. Yeah, if I right click it and I click on copy, it says unable to copy image. So there's got to be some setting that's not letting me copy. We'll figure it out. But anyway, then click on it. Open, then click on it. Open original. That's what I had to do. I had to open the original. But I've never had to do that before. I've always been able to copy the preview. <clears throat> so, uh, but anyway, yeah. So Armada crews are very subjective depending on the ship you're using. I mean, if you're using anything other than an Enterprise, you know, arguments have always been made that morale is one of the best. You know, a Kirk Spock combination to keep your shields up again, contributing to your survivability. Uh, Gregor has been on this show talking about um, uh, Kirk Spock and Zal. Uh, Kirk, Spock, and Khan, um, you know, or on an Enterprise, another one to, if you don't have five or don't have six or, you know, again, I think five and six have to come as a pair. So if you don't have five and six, I think the best is still like a uh, Kirk, Khan, Decius, okay, even on an Enterprise. Kirk, Khan, and Decius are really great. So there's uh, there's a lot uh, there's a lot that can be done there. You just gotta, I'm really enjoying five uh five of ten with kirk spock if i you know not having the enterprise are you obviously. doing five in the captain's seat absolutely yeah to help the mitigation my mitigation enough that my shields are being decreased in damage so much that i don't need mccoy to increase my shields to maintain for a full fight 
Right. While still maintaining uh, increased mitigation when or if my shields do drop. So now, um, yeah, Stevens, Aaron, that's exactly yeah. It'll show copy image preview, but if I if I click that, uh, then that's when it says that uh, that I can't. It says unable to copy image preview. Here, I'll I'll see if I can actually show you a screenshot of what I'm seeing. Uh, I'll print screen and posting that now. There you go. See, that's what I'm getting. Which I can't, I can't, and I wouldn't mind to do it that way, but then I can't crop it in real time either, so. so there you go. That's what I'm getting. Somebody help me solve that. Uh, Patron St. Nick says, what's You could a- physically screenshot the picture, crop it. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, take a picture of my screen with my phone. Uh, Patron St. Nick says, what's a good crew for Augur against Armada? So, again, I still kind of go back to the survivability. Yeah, I, kinda, I like uh, morale with Nero because then you get the obliterator gun. But, again, you want survivability, so you go Kirk Spock to keep the shields charged. You've also got a super strong health or a super strong hull, so throwing Nero on there is going to uh, get you burning, which is a, a background damage against the Armada. Plus, you're going to inspire burning on the auger, which uh, is going to give you a, a shot to fire the obliterator weapon. So, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you got that for an auger. But, again, I think morale just remains one of those end-all, be-all uh, crews. It's, it's really, really good. Now, there's arguments as to the third card. Some people use Zal. Some people uh, might use 5 of 10. Uh, some people uh, – I guess it just depends. You know, it depends on what ship Based and what on your crew. own current survivability, yeah, ba- what you can handle. Not only that, but also your crew levels, okay? You know, if somebody's got Spock at only 100%, eh, I don't know that, you know, you wouldn't get better uh, output out of a different officer that might increase your damage, you know? Uh, That's true. If your shield's going down anyway and you're only getting to a certain round, he's yeah. not giving you what you're McGrox, yeah, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll probably publish this, buddy. Uh, it's, it's good game-related content. It might be shorter than normal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go spend some time with the wifey, man. That's always important. Go on and, uh, go on and spend some time with the missus. All right. So, uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, Steven Zara says, hold down the windows key shift and S and it'll open a snip screenshot. <laughs> Super complicated, man. Let's see. Windows shift and S. Oh, that's cool. And then, and then what? Then uh, control V. Oh, that's nifty. I like that. That's cool. Aha, that's kind of nifty. I like that, Stevens Aaron. Thank you for that. Windows Shift S. That's nifty. I like that. All right, cool little uh, <laughs> sneak peek for a, a, an instant snip screenshot uh, thing. So if I pull up an image, then what you're saying then is I can pull up the image, Windows, Shift, S, and then drag and drop or with my mouse. And as soon as I let go of my mouse, then, ah, there you go. <laughs> Nifty. Thank you, Stevens. Aaron, I like that. See, I'm not a super tech head. So there you go, Windows, Key, Shift, and S, an instant no croppable screenshot tool. Like it. Yeah. You should write that down because I'll never forget it, or I'll never remember <laughs> no, it. Never again. Pin it. I'm going to put pin a, it. I'm going to put a sticky note. Yeah, here. Okay. Yeah, we'll pin that. We'll pin that message. Uh, why can't I pin that message, Snake Eyes? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, pin message. Yeah, pin that. There you go. <clears throat> Hold down Alt and F4. What's that do? No. No. What does that do? That's a newbie joke. <laughs> 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 
yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. What does that hey, do? That's like, the, that's like uh, the old joke that uh, on a power supply, if you want double the speed, and your computer, put it to <laughs> 110 in Europe. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about, so I should not do that. Don't okay, worry. I won't do it. No, don't. Oh, it shuts down the program. <laughs> it's, it's a quick shutdown, is what it is. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we don't want to do that right now. Yeah, it's like a forced close. I'll try that later. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Stevens Aaron says I'm getting the same copy error on images, so maybe it's a maybe it's an actual Discord problem then today. I don't know. Yeah, that's usually what or I did, Stevens Aaron. That's the way I always had done it: was open it and then copied the image preview and and sent it a couple of different places. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the way I've always done it. Anywho, uh, let's see. Was there anything else that I was going to talk to you guys about today? I think that's probably about it. Um, and, uh, again, like I said, I missed the rare uh, chest research uh, provided by Big Country, but we're going to have to provide that on a future episode because, again, I didn't want to go too awful long today. But, uh, yeah, but Snake, you say I can't copy the previews, but I've always been able to. That's the exact way that I've always done it. Okay, it's the exact way that I've always done it. All right, now, uh, St. Nick, I, uh, or so, Chronic, Chronic Break, you're going to have to explain the mentality of this particular officer setup. I am not liking that crew. Is that for our uh, for Armadas? I'm not digging that. Explain, explain why you like that one. Okay, you got, so you got Curla in the captain's chair, uh, Gorkon on the side with 25% uh, synergy, and then you got Mud... In the side card. Now, Mud, didn't we determine that Mud's officer ability was kind of eh? Right? Didn't we? Let me go over here and look. I honestly have not been using Mud very much. I, I got him and I tested him, and, and unless I'm going to go solo on Armada, I really don't see the value in him. Um, you say when the shields, when the ship's shield health is depleted, Harry Mud increases the weapon damage of the ship by 200% for the rest of combat. Okay, so you're increasing your damage there. I see what you're doing. So you're you're going for an increased damage, all right, because you got Curla in the captain's seat with Gorkon on the side, so you're going to get some hull breach there. The reason, I mean, that's not a bad crew, I guess, if you're going for damage dealt, but you're not going to last real long doing that um, because Mud is only going to activate. I mean, that's a wasted side card, I think. Mud's only going to activate. Whoa. What? <laughs> All right. Um, don't know who that is. Somebody keep an eye on... Uh, Vita. <laughs> it's Vita. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that'll be interesting. I'm going to have to slow that down on playback and see if we can figure out what they said. Uh, but here's why I don't like Mud on the side card, okay? First of all, he doesn't increase your weapons damage by 200% as a net yield, okay? It's on base figures. Uh, we did the math during the last show. Uh, it actually is only about 25% net. Now, that's not a small amount mind you okay but uh, it's what you're gonna see is a net effect of roughly 25 percent now you throw curla on there in the captain's seat uh and you're doing a little bit more with criticals okay but i kind of think con would be better on the side card than harry mud okay if you're going to run curla in the captain's chair because curla says when the shields are depleted during battle curla increases the dodge of the ship you know i don't like curla in the captain's chair at all buddy yeah i would go Wotan maybe as a synergy for the extra 30 percent dodge yep and then you're getting a little bit more survivability for the 200 percent with mud yep 
I agree but, with that. Yeah, I think That's I think I you use. could I think you could tweak that one up just a little bit, buddy, and and probably uh, do a little bit better than Curla on the bridge. Now, Curla's officer ability is good, but if you were going to do that, I would probably switch Gorkon around and put Gorkon in the captain's chair and Curla on the side. If I was going to use those count. two, if I was going to use, I do those like two. the idea, and then possibly of, you know, Con when the shields drop, you know, because they do kind of match Curla's captain with Mud. You know the fifty percent increase to dodge, but I yeah, don't. Yeah, but fifty percent increase to dodge is probably going to get you an extra what one yeah, to one and a half percent mitigation. I mean, it's not going to be much. Only if you're against the um, with the triangle. If you're going against uh, like an explorer for the because that's all your survivability you're increasing. Yeah. 50. So maybe that set with uh, Wotian against an explorer might. Yeah. Uh, do something, but just, there is Dur. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I, I just don't like. Um, I think. I think if you did some testing, Chronic, I think you'd probably find a better crew somewhere. I. I don't discount. I, I'm not going to discount the uh, damage dealt aspect. But if you swap Gorkon and Curla and then throw a Con on there, maybe I think you're going to do better. But again, and again, this depends on the stat. Uh, the status of your officers. If you got Kirk, Spock, and Con. Okay, uh, or Kirk, Spock, and Decius, you're gonna do you're gonna do better in damage over the long haul. At right. which levels of each officer? Because that's what most people forget. Well, but he's talking about Gorkon, so you would think reasonably it's it's reasonable to assume that his Gorkon uh, is going to be roughly equivalent to his Kirk, and that his Kurla is going to be roughly equivalent to his Spock. Okay, I mean there that's a you know those were. Uh, obtainable at the exact same time. Now, barring a lucky pull, okay, barring a lucky pull, those officers should be relatively even, okay? Uh, and Snake Eyes is saying that there is a triangle when it comes to ships. It's not actually so much a triangle when it comes to interceptor battleship, uh, but there is an advantage with your anti uh, your anti faction officers, okay? Uh, Fed versus Klingon versus Romulan, but that's not the same triangle as the ship as far as mitigation goes okay. right it's not the traditional battle triangle we're used to that's with right pvp so chronic says i've done all those and uh, and i'm going to stick with this one you know what that that uh looks for some further testing you know what we should try it out i'm not going to discount it without trying it out i just uh it, it you know on the surface it looks weird but you know i mean if it works it works so if, if you're finding you need more survivability in with Wotin, it might might help you because Gorkon's finished after the first two rounds and just giving you stats and hull breach from there. Yeah, possibly. And if you're not proccing hull breach. Now, yeah. Snake Eyes says there's also a ship triangle. Fed is stronger yes. against Klingon. Only That's Correct. only with the level 26 ships, though, isn't it? That's not against... Uh, that's not with all the ships. I know the level 26 ships have a faction benefit, but the 28s do not, and the 32s... Now, the 32s don't against a faction, but they do against a hostile. So I guess you could, you could argue and say that the 32 ships are going to do better uh, against... In, against the neutral. In the the mm, armadas in the neutral zones. For no. the 32 ships, I believe. Well, the 32 ships are better against any hostile. Okay? The, the ship ability... Uh, hang on, let me pull one up. The ship ability... Oh, I got to repair. Hang on. The ship ability of a 32 ship, and all the 32 ships are the same. I got a DJ. Thank you. There you go. Damage against 
Uh, uh-huh. No, that's a level 26, though, Stevens Aaron. Okay. That's a D3. So the, the level 26s have always had an advantage yeah. with faction, okay? But the ship ability of the 32s is when fighting hostiles for the first round of combat, for example, yeah. in the Burrell. Yeah, the higher ones are, yes. Yes, okay? So, yeah, uh, yeah the, the 26 ships are going to give you a faction benefit, even with armadas, but nothing after the level 26s, guys. Okay? Nothing after the 26s. Chronic says that crew looks really weird to me as well, but it does work. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Could be could be something cool. All right. And so just to reiterate, he's using Curla as captain, Gorkon on the side card, and Harry Mud on the side card. If you guys want to try that out, Patron Saint Nick says I'm going to try it out. You should try it before you knock it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> okay. Any kind of mitigation that you're getting once the shields are down is basically what you're hoping for with Mud. So once the, the shields options, are down, yeah. Now, let me go, uh, let's see, somebody's talking about the Intrepid. Der Blitz is saying that the Intrepid is the only one whose ship's ability works for an armada, and that is 40% defense when fighting a hostile. Okay. Oh, so you're saying that the Burrell and Gladius ability does not work on armadas, even though it does read as a hostile, but the Intrepid does. Okay. There you go. So... Probably a small glitch, but nonetheless, one that we've had for a while and I didn't even know about. So the the boost to defense when fighting a hostile that you get with the Intrepid does work against uh, an Armada, but the Burrell and Gladius ship ability does not function against Armadas. Guys, keep in mind, too, it might be functioning, Goat Bear. He says that they don't function, but if you read the ship ability, it actually only says, like the Intrepid doesn't give you a round. It says 40% defense when fighting a hostile. But if you look at the Burrell and you look at the Gladius, okay, the Gladius is actually only for the first round, okay? So, oh, okay, thank you. Right there, uh, Goat Bear posted the, and we should know this by now, Snake Eyes, we always talk about it, the list of officers that don't work against Armadas also show uh, the Burrell and the Gladius-class ship, the, their ship's abilities not functioning against an Armada target, but the Intrepid is not there. How interesting. Very good. Very good. Nice research, Goat Bear. You got it. There you go. Durr says, Bull made me a picture for this. I, I just don't remember. Bull makes a lot of pictures. Can't remember all of them. <laughs> Can't remember them all. Uh, he that's does. Because that's why Bull is the man. That's what, Yeah, that's why Bull's the master, okay? That's why Bull can still come to me and say, dude, you're not using that crew right. <laughs> so there you go. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you very much for that. Good job. Excellent job, Goat Bear. Finding the research and disseminating the information. That's what we do here on Talking Trek Live. Uh, with that, folks, I'm probably going to get ready to go ahead and wrap up. We've gone a little bit and gotten some good information on a couple uh, of Armada crews and one new Armada crew that we've really never tinkered with before. So interesting to see and interesting to test. If you guys want to check that one out, we'll uh, report back here next time and see how it goes. Uh, my yeah, I name... think you might have hit nail on the head. What's that? It, um, what's his name's officers are, Chronic's officers are huge compared to most others. Uh, Chronic is posting. <clears throat> okay, yeah. uh, let's see. So, oh, that's on an uh, so you're using that crew on an auger. Okay, so yeah. now that's interesting. So you're just discounting the obliterator. You're just saying to heck with it because I mean you can't get burning on that crew. So you're just letting the obliterator. See, I don't. 
I don't I kind of like that crew even less now, to be honest with you, because you're giving up your ship's ability. The obliterator weapon is a massive advantage Switch of the Switch on for Nero. Yeah, I kind of... you're going to stick with Curly, but yeah. maybe not on an auger, maybe something else. Yeah. He's stacked with attack on there by a huge yeah. amount compared to his defense and health. And, and, and he's right, you're completely not getting any dodge then. If you're on an auger, yeah, yeah, and, and not percent, only you're like what eighteen hundred. Not only that, he, yeah, he's just a battering ram at that point. Yeah, and hey, hey, listen, Chronic, I'm not trying to tear you down, buddy. Okay, not at all. I mean, if if it works for you, it's great. But I think you could tweak this to make it better, especially for an auger. Not only that, but look at your your stats. Okay, uh, you got three officers, which it looks like you've got pretty decently statted officers. Take a look at Khan. There's thirty thousand. That means Khan's probably level twenty. Okay, uh, Nero's probably level fifteen at 22,000 stats. He obviously has prime officers here as well. Uh, he's got a decent academy. He's got uh, advanced training bonuses, okay? So he's got good stats. I would focus less on stacking attack and getting each one of those stat categories to 9,000 before I stack anything else. You, with six officers, you can come up with a good bridge crew and three under decks and still get your 300% bonus to all three categories. So I, me personally, I, I'm not discounting your crew, and I'm definitely not tearing it apart. Uh, if it works, that's great, but I think you could do better. I think you can make that auger better uh, by balancing out your, your stat bonuses, okay, to, to get them to at least 300%. I'm not saying make them all even. I'm saying but get them all to 9,000. Look how close you are on health. A minor, minor tweak is going to get you to a 300% bonus. Throw in Spock on the under deck can get your defense because I bet your Spock is pretty good. Okay, throwing Spock on the under deck in the place of Chang is probably going to get you probably going to get you to the three hundred percent across the board with that one substitution. So you know, agreed. You know, you could tweak that. I think you're onto something good, but tweak it just a little bit, and you can make that auger a lot better in an armada. And you know what? Hey, just so people know what we're talking about, okay? If you don't mind, um, Snake Eyes, because I'm having trouble with the with the copy and paste thing. Snake Eyes, will you um, – actually, hold on. Let me do this. Windows, Shift, S. I'm going to screenshot um, – I'm going to screenshot his auger here into the graphics room so people listening on gold can come back and take a look at what he's working with here, okay? And you guys feel free to make, uh, make a suggestion as well. I'm going to throw that there, and then I'm also going to throw, if, if it's okay, Chronic, you tell me if you don't want it there, and I'll, I'll remove it. But I'm going to put your uh, lower deck in there as well because I think that I think that you could tweak this just a little bit and make something uh, really, really good with it. All right, and maybe somebody can help you. Uh, there we go. Okay, he says go for it, so that's good. Should we take it to the nerd herd, DJ? Absolutely, you guys. Uh, once I get off, uh, once I get off the air here, you guys feel free to continue the conversation in our brand new community forum for Talking Trek, and that is the nerd herd, where you can get all super duper geeky, nerdy, and mathy right under there in the nerd herd room. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, auger. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go, 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 nerd it up. Uh, hey, bonus points to anybody who knows the reference of the nerd herd. Anybody? Anybody? It's not the Geek Squad. This uh, this TV nope. show. Revenge of the Nerds. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, the the TV show Isn't that, that Chuck? it is Chuck. Who said that? Aaron. <laughs> ah, yes, I loved that show. Chuck was one of my first like spy 
TV shows that I got into and really, really loved. Uh, what's her name? Was it like Sarah or something? Sarah. Sarah, Sarah was his handler who was played by Yvonne. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I can't remember her last name. Yelkovich or something like that. Uh, she plays now on The Handsmaid's Tale. All right. But she was great. I loved her in that show. I thought she was so beautiful and hot and sexy. Hmm. Uh, but she played Chuck's love interest. Chuck. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure this is on Netflix or something somewhere. The show was uh, was canceled the many Handmaid's years ago. Handmaid's Tale, yeah. I know Handmaid's Tale's on Hulu, but I'm talking about Chuck. Yeah. Uh, Chuck is somewhere oh, yeah. streaming online, too. Uh, and it kind of has a little bit of a cult classic following. Uh, but it, it was a show about you know this nobody guy named Chuck who accidentally uh, came into some technology from the CIA. And it became kind of embedded in his head. And so they couldn't extract it. Like, he, he became a, quote-unquote, super weapon for the CIA. And so then he had to be trained and handled. And so it's from, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, it's from a perspective of just a normal, everyday guy who ends up working for the CIA and then falls in love with his handler and, you know, and all this. I mean, there's a ton of different subplots that go on. But it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. And The Nerd Herd was based off of The Geek Squad uh, because that's what he did. He was a nerd herder, so he worked for, you know, customer support at, like, a Best Buy-type store. Uh, what did they call it? What was their store in that show? It wasn't Best Buy, obviously, but it was... Um, uh, buy More. Buy More. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, he worked for the nerd herd at the Buy More store. It's a great show. You guys can go check it out. Um, anyway... There you go. There's my recommendation for old TV classics. All right. When I say classics, that show's not that old. What, 15 years? 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, about that. Yeah, good show. Y'all, y'all want to go enjoy seven seasons of yeah, a blast from the past? Two thousand and twelve. Yeah, eight, eight years. That's when it went off the air, or when it debuted. No, it had to have gone. That, yeah. I was gonna say that's when it had to have gone off because it lasted seven years, if I'm not mistaken, six or seven seasons. So, yeah. it was oh, two thousand and eight to two thousand. And had and had uh, oh really only four seasons? I thought it was longer than that, but I'll tell you what. Uh, five. I was not happy with the ending to that show. It left me wanting more, which I guess is how a good show would always be, right? I was, was so when the sad. The seasons actually were like 30 episodes. I was uh, like so sad at the ending, Half. at the series finale of the show. My heart was broken. Not because it wasn't a cliffhanger. They actually wrapped it up nicely, but they wrapped... Listen, the hero, the hero didn't win. All right, I, that's all I'm going to tell you. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it was not a happy ending for the hero of this series. And I think that's why I liked it, but was yet so heartbroken about it because the series ended. I watched it faithfully and religiously. I loved the show, and the hero did not win. The hero lost. And, and, and I don't mean like he lost, you know, the big war or anything like that. You'll have to watch it to understand what I'm saying. All right, once you do watch it, you'll totally understand what I'm saying. The hero lost. The hero went home without the girl. The hero went home with a broken heart. The hero lost the fight. It was terribly sad and tragic. Makes me sad thinking about it. Poor Chuck. Poor Chuck! And there, I just ruined five years for you, so you guys don't even have to watch it now. He loses. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, there you go. All right, so there's my recommendation on an old TV show you can go watch, all right? Uh, go check that out. It's Chuck, and uh, yeah, Chuck Bartowski. You got it. Um, yeah, she was hot. I like it. All right, guys, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up gold content here. I appreciate the good game conversation today. This is a gold episode, and we'll publish it online. If you're still in the after party room listening live right now, then you got a free sneak peek 
at what our gold patron content is like every single time we upload. If you don't get a chance to listen every time, like McRock said, hey, I got to go spend some time with the wifey, all right? He is a gold patron, so he will get to come back and listen to this after party a little bit later uh, on demand on the Podbean app. How do you sign up? Visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online and click the button to become a gold patron. Pledge $5 or more on a monthly subscription basis, and you get instant access to all the gold patron content that we've ever published. And uh, and you can do that uh, right from our website. Okay. Yes, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, that's TalkingTrekSTFC.online, where you can become a patron and get gold content every single time that we upload it, which is usually a couple times a month, and we try to make it pretty game-related and topical. But sometimes it's just goofy, and it's fun, and it's worth the listen. So you guys uh, make sure and check that out. For all of you gold patrons that are in the Discord now, you'll notice that your colors are yellow. So if you're in the after party and you look over to the right and you say, how do I get my name in gold? That is to become a gold patron. My name is Ultimate DJs. I've been your host of Talking Trek Live as we wrap up this Gold Patrons episode. Thank you for your support. Appreciate each and every single one of you goldies. I love you. Thank you for your support of Talking Trek. My name is Ultimate DJs, and I will see you this coming weekend on Sunday. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye.